Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast, a podcast where we invite you to be a part of their world. We're your host, Jared and James, and today we're going to take a moment to shine a spotlight on some of our new favorite content creators. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to another week. Last week we chatted with Brandon Brimley of Brimley Games, and as a new to Lorcana content creator, it reminded me that there are actually quite a few new content creators out there. I mean, they're pop. you guys are popping up left and right. And today we wanted to take a moment to shine a spotlight on some of you. Um, if we didn't get to you today, it's not because we don't love you or we don't enjoy you. Uh, we're just taking a moment to highlight some of the ones that have stuck out to us and that have been posting consistently. So if we don't mention you, it's not because we don't care. Uh, have you noticed a sudden uptick in content creators, James, or is that just me? It is not just you. Even in the, I mean, I am not on Twitter as often as you, uh, so I don't see probably as many. But the amount I'm on, I definitely see uh, the uptick, as you say. <laughs> and I, I don't think I, there's anybody on Twitter as much as me. <laughs> <laughs> so... So yeah, I mean, um, I definitely see more, and even in in the uh, in the Lorcana HQ Discord, you know, you're seeing a few more people asking about you know being able to post in the content channel or posting in the content channel uh, for as they're producing stuff. So there's definitely more things coming out. Speaking of that, I was on the call. Uh, Medina had a, a basically like a conference call where. Uh, people in the discord could come and ask questions and somebody said you know i met the criteria to become a content creator how long is it going to take until i can post in the content channel because i actually get this question a lot and even though i'm a mod i'm a terrible mod (laughs) but i finally have the answer so (laughs) medina's like you know i go through about once every two weeks and everybody who's submitted the application and shown the proof i just approve them so If you have met that threshold and you're a content creator and you haven't been approved, just give it a couple weeks until Medina gets a chance to uh, approve it and you'll be good. Anyway, so uh, we're going to we're going to talk about this in a minute about some of the people that have stuck out to us. But is there anybody that's really stuck out to you? Uh, Well, I mean, right now, I mean, like you said, there's just been so many. I don't know know if anyone has uh, risen to the top yet. Um, I, I, th- we talked about a little, this a little bit before, uh, we started recording, but I'm, you know, there's going to, there's so many out there that I'm looking for, uh, for things that I'm going to listen to for me personally, I want, uh, entertainment, uh, as one of the key factors, um, and then interesting takes on the information that is available to everybody basically because we all have the same cards i mean if we're specifically focusing on lorcana we all know the same cards we all know what they can do it's just how are you how are you presenting it and what uh you know what what what's your what's your take on it which i we're going to talk about this later um in you know things that you know you can do as a content creator but i think that's really the thing that i'm looking for so I haven't been uh, consuming a lot of content for the last couple of weeks. I've been really busy at work and, you know, so. When you've got the the Comic-Con coming up. And, and Comic-Con is in a month. So I have really had to spend a lot of time focusing on that. 
So I've been doing a lot of Comic-Con content consuming, <laughs> but not a lot of Lorcana. And then Lorcana helped last month with not having much stuff, but I would have really enjoyed if the uh, gap of no no information from Lorcana was in July. <laughs> that would have been really <laughs> helpful. <laughs> Stop being selfish, James. I know. But anyway, so... That's okay. interesting to hear you say that. I never stopped and thought about that. From a podcast, I also like to be entertained. Um, the heavy, like, analytical stuff, I enjoy listening to. But if I can't see the cards and I can't see what you're talking about, it's hard for me to follow along sometimes. So that's why, you know, I like that kind of content more in a visual medium. Um, and... and that's the other thing is the different kinds of mediums, where you're coming from. Like, I'm willing to listen to a podcast for much longer than I'm willing to watch a video these days, you know, yeah. you know, so the length of the thing, depending on what it is, is also something that will uh, come into play when I'm trying to find something to, to consume. 2x speed, 2x yeah. speed. Two It'll X. be your I, best. I, still can't, I tried it. And I and... can't do it. I cannot do 2x. I can do one and a half. Sometimes <laughs> basically it's one and a quarter is my max. <clears throat> okay. Well, let's, let's jump into this. Um, I'll start. I have so many. And so, and I talk to just about everybody, just about everybody on this list. I've had a personal communication with, so um, they're all amazing people. And this is in no particular order. So uh, the first one that I want to shine a spotlight on is the forbidden mountain. Have you had a chance to uh, interact with them at all? I haven't, I don't think I have. So they're on Twitter and but they also have videos on YouTube. They actually do really good gameplay videos. And the things that I love about their videos is at the end, they'll actually take time to chat about the game. What went right? What went wrong? What could have been done better? And for me, like, I mean, these guys, Scott and Dan, they're both like high level players. So to hear them sit there and actually like dissect the game that's a skill set that I need to work on and it's something that I appreciate. Plus, I mean, they do a pretty good job with their um, video for their um, gameplay videos as well. They also, um, Scott just released a video on Lorcana Finance. He is a super smart guy, has a couple of degrees and uh, it's a series, it's Lorcana Economics and it's something I'm looking forward to uh, hearing more. So they're on Twitter. You can find them at the Forbidden Mountain, and you can also find them on YouTube at the Forbidden Mountain. And a little shout out: they did not sponsor this, but when I won my uh, Disney 100 sleeves, it was from one of their videos. Oh, right. <laughs> All right. So uh, first up, I have Looney Lucy, who is on Twitter and uh, YouTube, and she is a VTuber which uh, means that she has a virtual avatar that is her presence online. And she I didn't know there was an actual term for that. Okay, I learned something. So um, she does reviews in theory. Right now she's just started, so she really we just went through the inks and reviewed, uh, went through all the cards in each ink and reviewed them and uh, had a video about, you know, playing on, on the curve and things like that. So she's really new, but she's, she, she's, uh, she's done previous TCG uh things like with magic so um it's pretty cool just having a different take on it with a vtuber i think it might be the first vtuber in lorcana so uh 
you know, it's just it's just fun seeing a new take on things and having someone who's just there for for you know theory and reviews and just checking out everything in the game itself. Definitely the first VTuber. Now that I know that that term is a thing. Um, the thing that I like about her too is that uh, I don't know. The name is Looney Lucy, so sometimes you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> but I mean, the videos have been pretty solid takes, and I've I've enjoyed it. It's 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 a channel that I would recommend for sure. So my next creator is near and dear to my heart because this creator <laughs> is on Twitter, just like me. The user handle is Lorcana Memes, and I remember when he first started, I sent him a message. I was like, hey, I love your stuff. I think you're awesome. You know, keep up the great work. And number one, he's like so appreciative that I reached out and welcomed him to the community. But number two, I mean, I've seen so many people like try the meme a day type thing and they just fall like they'll, they'll keep at it for maybe a week at the most. But he has stuck with it. Um, and it's not like my memes. My memes are usually static images. He likes to take GIFs and... Uh, superimpose them on backgrounds and uh, i don't know they're really funny have you seen any of his memes i'm sure i have i mean i i i think you've probably replied to some and i do search the lorcana tag on twitter at least once a day so i do see stuff it's just some of it just goes right i'm at work you know when i'm doing it so or you know sitting at home watching tv so it doesn't necessarily stick in my brain so i'm pretty sure i've seen it uh but there's 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 a lot of fun memes on twitter that's for sure and it's nice to have somebody else to uh, share the load there. <laughs> I mean, people call me the meme king, but man, this brain starts to run dry after however many days I've been doing it. How many days have you been doing it? It has been now uh, since September, mid-September. So it's basically been almost, what would that be, like nine months. I started September 17th. Was yeah, my first yeah I remember that. So it's it's been just over nine months. <laughs> that's unbelievable oh man but we're not here to talk about me <laughs> uh go check out Lorcana memes on twitter and if you get a chance i mean honestly if you like a content creator's um content send them a message and let them know how much you like it you will not you will be surprised how much they'll respond to you and how much they appreciate it so yeah, drop a comment on their Twitter or on a particular video that you enjoyed uh, after you're done watching it. Um, it. It can be something as simple as, hey, I enjoyed watching this, you know. Yeah. So just a little bit of feedback. That's the thing about uh, content creators is feedback and uh, knowing people are there uh, is is really nice. Yeah. So keep up the work, Lorcana memes. Okay, so the next one I have is another brand new one. I think they only have two. When two I, or three. Two. Yeah. Uh, called Just Ink It. And this is going to be their uh, family uh, and friends team who are going to be doing their main focus is going to be because it's Disney. They're Disney, huge Disney fans. Um, they're going to do kind of like a podcast-ish kind of thing on YouTube um, where they talk about the news and cards and just, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff revolving around the game. They're going to chat a lot, and then they're going to show gameplay. So in the first two episodes, they they did a game, a multiplayer game, a three-player game with three of them. And, um, and it was just, you know, it was pretty cool watching it and having 
it was it was much more of a uh, I'm trying to find the the word I'm trying to think of here. Not like you know, it was much more of a casual. Um, you're joining them in the living room kind of feel to what's going on because the camera is mostly handheld. Uh, it is not shaky. Don't worry. It's not like all over the place. Um, but it's it's definitely like you're joining someone in their living room to chat about the game and then watch them play a game. So that's really if you if that kind of thing where you're just like you're looking for something to kind of like wrap up in it uh, into into what's going on. I think this one might be one that you want to check out. Yeah, so I remember when I watched the first episode, I was kind of taken aback because they take an approach, as you say, that's different than most. I mean, it's, uh, and I'm sorry, I forget your names, but um, the father, he's there, he's like, hey, uh, we're going to talk about Lurkana, and then he introduces the whole family. Kind of felt like a home video at first, but like you say, the the, uh, stuff that they cover is pretty good. And then the gameplay, this is the one where they have the camera behind the shoulder and you can actually see their hand, right? Right. Yeah, it is their son. I think he's like, he looks like he's, you know, somewhere around 9, 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that range. And he's the cameraman for the games. So he's like walking around behind him and it's like, you know, he's checking out when they're doing their mulligan. He goes behind and watches a mulligan. And then, you know, he goes between each one as they're playing. So you can see every hand as it's played. I, you know, that's something that's different. I really like seeing that angle of the game. So kudos to, to just ink it for that. Okay. So if you like them, you can go find them on, they're on Twitter and YouTube, just ink it. And they have, cause there's, when I looked them up, there are a couple other people with that name as well on YouTube. Yeah, so uh, if you'd have a harder time finding, because just inking it is a, is a lot of tattooing, possibly. So uh, <laughs> if you just type just ink it Lorcana, you'll find them really easy. Oh, I was going to say, look for the one that has the Nike symbol on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my third one is uh, a set of four friends, and it's a podcast slash video. They do, they do a little bit of everything. Ready, set, draw. They're also on Twitter. And these guys, they have really awesome, uh, they had some gameplay footage at the beginning, but took it down. Um, now they focus on, they have what are called Lorcana lessons. And these lessons are just so well done. These videos are just really high quality. And then they also once a week put out a uh, podcast. You guys need to get on Spotify if you're listening to this please get on Spotify. <laughs> but right now it's on on YouTube. And the only reason why I say that is because on Spotify, you can listen at 3x speed. Oh, geez. <laughs> 2x is not enough for Jared. <laughs> 2x is almost like normal uh, sound for me now. So, I mean, if there's an hour podcast, you can get through it in 20 minutes Unbelievable. at 3x. Anyway, <laughs> not to take away from Ready, Set, Draw. Uh, all their content is really top-notch. They're super active on Twitter. They're always commenting. Um, and you can find them there. You can find them on YouTube, wherever you want. Uh, go check them out. That is pretty cool. They, it looks like they got some cool stuff about uh, deck building and everything. So, Oh, yeah. like Their deck building video was so good. Um, that's one of the things I struggle with the most is building decks. And... Uh, 
this video i mean i know it's like beginner level but it introduced ideas and concepts to me that where i was like oh, okay that makes sense but beginner level is kind of where we are <laughs> a little bit and a lot of people listening are going to be as well so it's it's a good idea to know you know hey where's a place where someone's taking it from you know from the beginning so you can learn as as you as you grow in the game if you're new to the game yeah so the next one up that i have is uh instinct tcg and collectibles which as far as i can tell uh i looked through their entire youtube and they're on youtube and they are gameplay lots of gameplay lots of different combinations of inks uh and you have the overhead shot and basically you're just going to watch them play a game in every video and you can and i think this is the kind of thing that a lot of people are going to be interested in to watch as uh more and more cards come out to find out how they play in a, in a real game to see what's happening with those cards yeah and i think they're if i remember right they have in my mind the best overhead shot was their overhead shot really good yeah you can see both of their cards and yeah it's, it's, it's just it's, like really clear and crisp yes yeah no it, it looks nice it looked nice i was i was for sure impressed with with the shot and like you said it seems like they put out a video or two every day that's what it feels like yeah there's a lot they had uh i don't know like a few dozen videos by this point and they, i think they've only been doing it for a month or two yeah so i mean like you say the name is instinct tcg and collectibles so at first i was thinking maybe they do all sorts of TCGs, but same impression as you. seems like they're mostly focusing on uh, Lorcana for now. Yep. And if you're listening to this, feel free to comment and let us know. All right. So uh, is that all? Hold on. I think that's all of them, right? Well, I see you included a fourth. I found another one. Uh, so I will include a fourth as well. Well, you go first then. Okay. So there's, it's a husband and wife. Their name on Twitter is Illuminar Academy, and they've put out two videos so far. They took like a month break because, you know, something about taking finals for school and graduating and stuff. I don't know. Lame excuses. But their YouTube videos are so good. I remember uh, reaching out to them. I was like, if you guys keep this up, you're you're going to go places. I really believe it. They're the production value on their videos are extremely high. So if you're on Twitter, if you're on YouTube, go check them out. Illumineer Academy. The one I I found was Quantum. Uh, let me make sure I get the name exactly right here. Quantum Gaming and Collectibles, which is a TCG and, and uh, other collectible focus like Funkos. But they're brand new as well, and they don't have very many videos up yet. But I did notice them on, they're one of the ones I did notice on Twitter commenting about things and offering some some insights and such so uh i think it's pretty cool that you know they're they're coming out and they're just you know doing a how to play they're going through the inks and doing like which they think are the best cards they're also doing news so they're kind of doing a little bit of everything uh covering you know all of Lorcana. so um that's another thing uh you know that we'll talk about in a minute is you know what what kind of things are you covering uh, and what are, yeah. things are you doing um but, uh, you know, they've been around for uh, a little while, a few weeks, 
And so, I mean, just another new person who's, you know, bringing out a lot of content and putting out some good stuff. Yeah. So the creator of this channel is Jason and he is a competitive gamer has played a lot of like Dragon Ball Super. He's played, I can't remember what else he's played, but he is definitely a high level player. So I think a common thread we see in a lot of the new creators is the game is that gameplay footage is hot right now. Why do you think that is? And do you think that there's like a saturation point? I mean, gameplay, I think, is going to be something that, from what I understand, is going to be necessary and uh, really good, like forever. Uh, I think it's something that's all people are always going to be interested in because everyone's going to, if you can't play it, uh, or you can't play it often enough, you're going to want to see as new sets come out, you're going to want to see what the new cards do. You're going to want to see, uh, like maybe you're thinking of switching colors in, you know, the inks that you have in your deck and you want to see what other uh, decks can do and how they play and if it fits your style. So I think gameplay is is always going to be available. And of course, that means you're, the people who produce gameplay are always going to have to be producing new stuff for people to see because there's always new cards coming out. So it's, it's something that you can continuously produce content for and it's new every time. Well, and the other thing about it, there's 21 different color combinations. Well, 15 color combinations and then six individual ones. Right. So, I mean, basically there's an unlimited amount of decks and gameplay that you can put out there. Yeah. And that's just the different inks. That's not counting how many different cards and the different combinations of those <laughs> cards you can put into those decks. Right. And that's um, for the first set. Right. <laughs> so I think one of the reasons why it's so hot right now is because we've waited for Lorcana for so long. And now that we have a pool that's ever expanding, I mean, when they first released the rules, it was like a free for all. And now like it kind of died down, especially when they weren't revealing anything for like a month. But every time a new card is revealed, it's like, you know, people are back in there playtesting and stuff. I think that's why it's so hot right now. Yeah. Because, I mean, we, we want we're, we want new stuff. We want to see things. And so all of these gameplays are like, yeah, like, there's new cards. Let's go see what that card looks like in play. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, so with the exception of Ready, Set, Draw, who you mentioned, uh, who double dip uh, in podcasting and video um all of them work in the visual medium we do a podcast and that's all we do uh, did we pick the wrong genre of content creation because with just podcasting i sometimes wonder <laughs> i sometimes wonder but i mean i don't have the face for youtube so i probably would have scared people off no <laughs> No, but what I will say is that it's difficult. I mean, doing live stuff and recording is, you know, not live stuff, but doing being on camera and doing that is, is difficult. I mean, you have to, uh, you have to be, like you say, you have to be comfortable, you have to be comfortable in being in front and, you know, everyone's seeing you. If you're not comfortable with seeing you, people seeing you all the time, which, you know, is something maybe that uh, someone like um, Looney Lucy does because she's not comfortable with people seeing her. So she does the the VTuber uh, and does the virtual avatar. So, um, but 
I don't think that, and I think we're going to get into this a little bit more. I don't think that whether you are doing podcasting only or doing YouTube only or the YouTube you do doesn't have your face ever. I don't think any of that is really the important thing. I don't think that's really the important part of it. Well, before we get to the important part, is the correct question to ask, did we choose the easy medium to get into? <laughs> I mean, come on. It is it is easy to sit here and have a conversation uh, without worrying about uh, a whole bunch of video editing and, you know, like, uh, what is it? What would it be like? All of the, the card swipes and, and logos and all of that kind of stuff that go along with the video content. Um, that all of that. I mean, yes, it is easier. But also, uh, you know, you're going to bring this up. So how long have we been doing this now? And we've been doing it weekly. We've actually managed to produce a weekly show every week for a while now. So, yeah. Hard. So uh, we have been podcasting or content together for a half a year now. Our first podcast together was uh, New Year's Eve. 2022 i went back and um listened it was actually jedi geek girl on twitter she's like going back listening to some of my old content blah 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 so i was like hmm, maybe i should go back and listen to some of my old content so i listened to the first one i ever did which is just me right and then i listened to the first one we did and that was new year's eve and i i was messaging you about it because we did some predictions in there so we will have to uh, cover those predictions uh, on a future episode. Yes. Stay tuned. So anyway, um, if you could give any piece of advice to these new creators, what would it be? Well, I might steal yours, but I think it's kind of twofold, uh, which is first, you make sure that what you're doing is something that you enjoy. Make sure it is not going to feel like a job um, because if you're doing this, it's, it is work. It does take up time. Uh, you have to put effort into it and you have to care about it in order to keep it up. So if you plan on lasting, you need to enjoy what you're doing. I will say, even though I enjoy doing this, there are still weeks where I'm like, oh, can we just push it off a week? <laughs> But the, but the thing is, is that the actual sitting down and talking is fun. We we enjoy doing it. We sit here and we have a good time while we're doing this. And yes, you know, earlier in the this day, like earlier in the day, I was the same way earlier today. I was not having a great day, you know, busy at work, not feeling great. And I'm like, man, I got to do a podcast tonight. But now, I mean, I mean, listen to me now. I mean, we're having a good time having this conversation and I am glad I'm here. And I'm glad we're talking about this. I mean, and that's so, you know. I'm glad to know that it's not just me. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, it definitely not. I mean, I I know everybody's like this. That's why it has to be something that you enjoy. Because on those days where you're feeling like you don't want to do it, once you take that step to get back into doing it, like if you have to record something or if you got to do some editing, once you're doing that, if it's something you enjoy, it it just, the part of it that you thought about beforehand just goes away. So you definitely need to enjoy doing this. Uh, and I've seen so many like promising content creators come and go just because that when reality sets in that you're going to 
you know, potentially do this for an indefinite amount of time, it overwhelms people. Yeah. Once they realize the magnitude of their the commitment, it can be daunting sometimes. It, it can be, yes. Um, and and I, I thought I think there was another part I wanted to talk about, um, which is you know, get into it. I mean, like it's part of enjoying it, but get into it because you want to do it, not because you feel like you have to do it. Or because you think it's going to get you, you know, 100,000 subscribers on YouTube or something like that. Or um, whatever other things that you think the the end game are. The end, the end game shouldn't be a concern. The process should be the concern. The, the way you go, you know, you get into it because it's something that you wanted. You feel like you have something to offer and that you're going to have have a good time doing it to become a part of a community to in you know interact with a lot of other people i mean one of the things that that we have that we do if you've noticed is we've had a lot of guests on basically every other week essentially we have a guest on it's because we want to talk and hear what other people are going through and hear their sides of stories and find out what's going on in things that maybe that we don't have experience with or know about or you know, can do. So let's, you know, that's, that's the thing was like, we got into this because we're new. We want to talk about Lorcana and we want to kind of just go through on this journey to getting to Lorcana and through it uh, and continue on in that journey. And the thing is about it is that it's a journey of us learning about Lorcana and trading card games. And the thing is, is that as long as the game is being produced, that journey will never end. Basically, I mean, it's, it's it's like it's something that we just and so we have to enjoy this in order to keep doing this. And and luckily, so far, we're both having a great time. So I now I remember when you first reached out to me and you're like, hey, you still looking for a co-host? And I mean, I think one of the things I told you is I was like, I'm not looking to, you know, have a big YouTube presence. Like if it happens, it happens. That's great but I'm doing this because I love to talk about Lorcana and you're like, that's awesome. I just want to talk Lorcana too. Yeah. I just like, I just want to talk about it <laughs> because I mean, we talk about it in the discord all day, but then uh, to actually, you know, sit down and record something and put it out there. It's uh, I don't know. It's, it's something special. Yeah. So my piece of advice, I was going to uh, give the piece of advice of being consistent, but we kind of talked about that already. So I'm going to go with a different piece of advice. Imposter syndrome is a really real thing. I mean, to this day, I still feel like I don't belong here. I still feel like at any moment, my uh, Twitter following is going to find out that I'm a fraud and they're all going to turn on me and then I'll just be, you know, whatever, which, which is fine. Like if that happens, it happens. But what I'm trying to say is it's not uncommon to have those feelings. I talked to a bunch of content creators and some of the biggest Lorconic content creators, and they all say the same thing. They're like, I, I don't feel like I belong here. I look at all these other people. They're so amazing. They're so great. And I just sit here in my little room <laughs> editing my little videos or uh, doing my little podcast or whatever. But just know. You will feel like you don't belong, but you do because 
it takes a special type of person to actually sit down and create content. It's so much easier to consume content than to create content. And if you have a message that people want to hear, then uh, you belong. You're not an imposter. I I think of uh, the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. They're all Spider-Man, right? And they're all pointing at each other. And that's basically the imposter syndrome Spideys because they all point at each other thinking that they're not, they're the imposters, but they're not, they're all Spider-Man. So they're all, <laughs> they're all content creators and they all think, you know, no, you know, like you are the real one. No, you're the real one. No, you're the real one. It's like, no, you're the real one too. So it's, do, you, do you ever feel that way, James? No, nah, man, I'm, I'm it, man. I'm no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hear to your wife laugh back there. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I sit here and I'm like, yeah, what am I doing? Like, why am I, why am I, you know, every time you tell me that, you know, someone, you know, wants to be on the show or like we had like more than one view from me, uh, you know, it it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, I've been, like I've been doing the the Scenic Comic Con blog podcast for for a decade, and even to this day, it it's shocking to me when someone at Comic Con actually will come up to me and say, "Hey, you know, I watch your podcast. You guys are you guys are the greatest. You know, whatever it is, you know, you guys give so much good information. You know, all of that stuff that goes along with being a part of that. That still to this day is." very weird coming at me because I don't think it's me. I think it's like it's the subject or it's the, the the content that's being pushed out. It's not me. So having that directed at me always feels weird. I remember at Gamma when we were there and just so many of the employees at Robinsberger came up and they're like we listen to your podcast. It's so fun. I mean just the fact that they like knew about our podcast yeah right very surreal very surreal <laughs> yeah that's crazy uh so let's do some predictions uh okay so how do we think the content creation scene will change once Lorcana is out in the world finally this coming august and going from there so let's let's say what form of content will get the most engagement once Lorcana is out what do you think Easy. This is going to be gameplay videos for sure. Yes. I think that gameplay will get the most consistent new viewers coming and watching it. But I think that the most evergreen content will be the how to play videos. As more people find this game, some of the how to play videos will just skyrocket in views. And the ones that are the, you know, the most uh digestible will be the ones that people gravitate to well that's uh what our guest last week said he brandon brimley made that how to play video of taco cat goat cheese pizza and he's like for a few months it was just kind of a dud and then it took off to over a hundred thousand views so you're probably right i i want to add one more uh thing that i think will get the most engagement and that's like pack openings <laughs> yeah <laughs> people People love to watch pack openings and I don't get it. Like I'm probably going to try to do pack openings, but people love watching it. It's it's like you're, you're getting that you're getting to watch someone open their Christmas presents, getting that 
that, I mean, it's not probably not the same rush of doing it yourself, like little dopamine hit, but it's enough of a dopamine hit that you're excited to find out what's in that pack. The, the surprise, the fun of opening something and seeing what's inside. So yes, I think you're right. I think pack openings will be a big hit. So the next question is, is there a big enough audience to feed all of the content creators out there? You know, I hear people ask this or say this all the time. I don't do content creation because, you know, what I want to say has already been covered a million times before. But I will say, as a former business owner, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I, you know, a lot of people know I, I'm a chiropractor. I had my own business back in Idaho before I moved here. There's 26 of us in a town of 50,000 people. There are more than enough people to support you know, all the chiropractors in town. And the reason why I bring up that analogy is because a lot of people think, oh, there's already, you know, our podcast and Lorcana cast and Ready, Set, Draw and all these people. We don't talk about, you know, like, who am I? But I will say there's an audience for it. There is an audience for it. And there are more than enough people out there who will resonate with individual people. And if you don't put your voice out there, they'll never find you. There you go. I agree. I think that there's enough of an audience, more than enough people out there. And the thing is, is like you don't, you're you may not get the 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 quantity of audience that that you may want, um, depending on what you're looking for. I mean, if you're looking for again, as I mentioned, the hundred thousand subscribers, I don't know if any of us are ever going to reach that. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you're if you're just looking for interaction and uh, quality of uh, some quality viewers and basically like a little community, I think there's room enough for everybody to have that. Yeah. So the next one is is a is one that may be a little tough because it's kind of like really hard to see this into the future. Um, how hard do you think Robinsberger will be on creators using something like TTS for proxy play online? Well. Uh, I don't think this will be tough. And for those of you who don't know, TTS is Tabletop Simulator. I don't think Robinsberger thinks highly of people that use Tabletop Simulator in their videos. I think if you're wanting to partner with Robinsberger or you know, some at some point in the future, wanting to partner with them using Tabletop Simulator is something that I would stay away from, which is hard for me to say because we have a lot of um, gameplay videos out there from people, but you know what? Most of them use proxy cards, and I think proxy cards is in a different category than tabletop simulator, especially before cards are released. Uh, in you know, lead up to the game's release or even the next set's release. Uh, from what I understand, a lot of a lot of different trading card game companies, uh, kind of let that slide as long as you know. I mean. A lot of them are not promoting that you should just play with proxies and not buy the con. I mean, everyone I've watched is like, hey, we're using proxies until we can actually buy the cards, then go buy the cards right. just like we will. Right. So um, I think it's I think it's good advertising. It's for for the proxies. But and I know that a lot of people make the argument that like digital especially companies that have digital clients, you know, the, it in, helps increase people spending money on the game, which is something obviously that a company would want, but that's, that's an official client, not one that's like, you know, not official. So, yeah. 
So anyway, use at your own risk. Yeah. All right, I'll ask this one. Okay. How involved do you think Ravensburger will be with the content creator community? Like how engaged with content creators do you think they'll be? I think that based on what we've seen, that they will be very engaged. Uh, I agree. I, th I don't know what it's going to look like and what the process is going to be, but since they've already had uh, content creator signups for being a part of their content creator program, they're going to have a program of some kind, considering that they answered questions very early on, uh, like, you know, Knives getting the two ink reveal, you getting to pick uh, the next uh, ink color that was getting revealed when they were revealing, when they were talking about each ink, just little things like that. Um, the fact that they are posting cards directly into the Lorcana HQ Discord and uh, on the French site, uh, the French content creator, I think, got to reveal a few cards. The fact that they're already doing it tells me that 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 it's just going to increase. I would agree with that. I think maybe once they have their official ambassador program established, that that's when they'll um, really start using content creators to promote stuff. But I think that we will be uh, highly involved with uh, Robinsberger. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, free advertising, right? I know it's so true. The amount of the amount of hours that content creators have spent talking about Lorcana, both on YouTube and podcasts and Twitter, they cannot buy that. Right. Exactly. And now it it as and I, I make sure you put free in quotes because obviously they're going to have to. <laughs> do something to like, they're going to have to send out kits or whatever they're going to have to do to, to help the content creators have stuff that they can use to promote the game or talk about the game. They're going to have to send out, probably going to send out some free products now and then for, for reviews and whatnot. Um, so it's not technically free, but it costs way less than trying to produce it all themselves and produce, I mean, just think about it. If someone, if, if five different people are doing a gameplay video every day, and then five other people are doing a review video every day, I mean, you're looking at five to 10 hours of content being produced a day. There's no way one team could do that every single day. So, That's true. So it's, it's definitely, the cost is definitely very minimal compared to what they're going to get out of it. Uh, and, yeah. you know, happy content creators make fun content. So next up, we have the new segment. Well, it's not new anymore. The Lorcana Lexicon segment, where we discuss a TCG term or phrase, and we explain it for people who may not know those things, like, like we didn't know some of these things. So I fudged on this one a little bit, and it's inspired by events that transpired today on Twitter, because we will talk about this on Twitter. There was a a promo card announced for a, a gaming convention in Germany. And the tweet said that it would be a convention exclusive promo. So, but a lot of people on Twitter went into a tizzy about, Oh my gosh, are we going to be able to open this up in packs? Oh my gosh. Why are they doing this? They shouldn't make this exclusive to just one convention. Now I'm never going to be able to get this card. So if you hear the term, event exclusive promo just know Ravensburger has said that there will be no mechanically unique promo cards so if there's a promo card in germany 
Just know the only thing that makes it special is that there's a different stamp and maybe a different foiling treatment, but you will still be able to get this uh, card through regular means of obtaining it. So the, T- the Lorcana Lexicon word is event exclusive promo, meaning that that promo is only available at the event, but it's still available to be opened and product and so as a collector this is a very important distinction players this is to your benefit because you will be able to find the cards no matter what when you're opening starter decks boosters troves gift sets regular release product will have every single mechanically unique card that is available from Lorcana. collectors this is not so nice because that means you're going to have to figure out a way if you want to collect all of the all of the Lorcana cards, that means this card that is re- released at this convention is going to be unique to that convention because of the stamp. So collectors think that that makes it a new and different card. Players don't care. Players are like, well, I can get the goofy card in the packs. I'm just going to buy packs. I don't care about this, however much it's worth, which is why the D23 cards are such a big deal for collectors. But players are like, you know, whatever, I'm going to get Elsa and Robin Hood and all that. I'm going to pull them out of packs. So it doesn't matter that the D23 cards are going for thousands of dollars because I'll still be able to play with them. Um, other games don't do this, which is why it's such a big deal. Other games do have event exclusive promos that are unique to that event. And that is the only place you can get them. And that makes it a problem. So that's why Robinsberger did, was very clear in their wording that they are doing no mechanically unique promos or exclusives yeah when i played my hero academia which i think it's changed now but there were certain cards that you could only get if you went to game night and you open them in a pack i mean you couldn't pull them out of a regular booster pack so the fact that and and some of the cards were important to have in your deck so the fact that there are no mechanically unique cards i think is incredible and i'm sorry if you're not able to get a card with a specific stamp on it um, but I'm sure they'll show up on eBay. And there's there's no way that they're going to be as expensive as the D23 promos. I imagine that they're going to print thousands of these. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we're talking about it, which is right now. What is the card <laughs> that is coming? And now it's coming to GamesCon, which is actually, from what I understand, the largest gaming convention in the world. Yeah, I looked it up. The 2019 attendance was around 370,000 people. Are you serious? I am serious. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize it's that big. At D23, for comparison, D23 has attendance somewhere. They don't release attendance figures, but that building uh, for WonderCon sometimes can get between 60 and 80,000 attendance for the weekend. And that is like badged members. That's not like through the doors where they, you know, the same person gets counted three times if they go three different days. That's just how many people buy a badge. So 370,000 is, that makes it about six times larger than D23. Wow. It's a, I think it's a five-day convention. Um, well, and I understand it's primarily for like video games, but they're trying to branch out into the tabletop gaming too well i mean they're big enough i suppose <laughs> so that is why they're so they basically said that you can get the promo uh you can demo the game you know check out the game and you can get the promo stop by you basically said stop by our booth for the promo essentially um i think that it's going to be more like the mickey 
where they were just handing it out as people went through the line. Mm -hmm. uh, and since the attendance at this thing is over 300,000, I'm pretty sure they're going to print accordingly, which means there will be multiple thousands of these cards printed. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the less than 5,000 that some people think the Mickey was printed. I think we're looking more like somewhere between 30 and 50,000 printed, if not even more. So yeah. that's why this is not going to be worth the same amount as the D23 cards. I would like to think you're right, too. But I mean, to the critics' point, Robinsberger has been great at underestimating demand. So, <laughs> so we'll see. I think there's going to be demand for it. I just don't think it's going to be thousands. I think this card will probably be a few hundred dollars, especially the, the week of the convention. But I think it's probably actually, if they did produce it in the quantities I'm thinking, uh, I think it's going to actually be worth less than $100 by a few weeks after the convention. So I don't yeah. think it's going to be massively expensive. Anyway, let's stop our let's stop keeping our listeners in suspense the card is goofy musketeer so he partners with the mickey musketeer card that had been revealed but goofy's on amber he cost five he has three strength and six willpower he's a dreamborn hero musketeer he has the bodyguard ability and he has the ability and two for t when you play this character you may remove up to two damage from each of your musketeer characters he has one lore, and I have to say, I love the flavor, the flavor text. It says, on Garsh. Garsh? <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. Yes. But yes. this uh, this looks like, the art on this card, this looks like a goof. I would not want to get on his back. Right? He looks pretty tough. Yeah, he does. I mean, that's just, a, just before he probably trips over his pants or something. Undoubtedly. <laughs> <laughs> but the art is awesome. Uh and it looks really nice, and uh, I can't wait to see what other musketeers we're going to get. So, I mean, I hope when we're getting a Donald soon. Do you see a world where Donald is not on Amber or Steel? Not really, no. Me either. I saw some people like lamenting the fact that that would probably be the case, but... I, I can't see a world where the three musketeers are not playable together. They want to make this game fun. And people will want to play with a musketeer set. And you don't allow people to do that by putting them in more than two inks. So I yeah. think they're going to be in two inks. There's just no way. They're now go going forward. Will they put different musketeers if they do a bunch of more dreamborns or floodborns will they put them in multiple inks after that than the two of course they will because then you have choices and you can have you know the choice of do i play these six musketeers or do i play these six musketeers in your deck and i think that you know a few sets in may be a thing but i think in this first set i think they're going to be in two in just the two inks so you know i think that i think that's for sure and i you know with the mickey where he gives you extra strength and then the goofy where he gives you sorry where he yeah where he removes damage uh where you know the theory is that the donald is going to give you either extra willpower or extra lore something extra because they've been giving you extra or removing stuff that's damaging so i think makes sense some cool ability that donald has and uh mickey's uh, ability is one for all, I believe. Uh, Goofy's is two for T. 
And so it makes sense that Donald's is uh one for all, right? All for one, one for all. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it has something to do with three. Some some kind of, you know, the three amigos. The three caballeros. <laughs> Wrong franchise. Okay. So what other new cards did we get since last week? Because I think we got at least one, didn't we? I mean, did we cover Archimedes and Beast and uh, Rafiki? Did we? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. I'm gonna... I, th- I mean, I think we did cover those. I think Timon, Genie, and and uh, Sergeant Tibbs we talked about with Brandon. And Iago. And Iago, yeah. And then we got Archimedes, Rafiki, Beast, and then Goofy today. So lots of new cards. Lots of new cards. Yes. Archimedes is cool. Rafiki art is cool. Beast art is cool. They're all cool. Oh, and uh, the official Lorcana did another artist spotlight uh, today. I want to hear you pronounce his last name. Okay, fine. You're gonna make me do it, huh? This is the funnest thing is on uh, on the, on the blog podcast. Um, whenever we have uh, like Dragon Ball characters or something like that who have names that I have no clue how to pronounce. It is always hilarious listening to us try to pronounce them. So thanks a lot. You're welcome. I'm, I'm actually opening it up now. So that's why it's taking me a second to actually, I'm not like, oh. trying to look it up or anything. Then then I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. So Disney Lorcana did another artist spotlight. This time was the artist behind Maui, the Maui card that's, called just in time where you can fudge out a five cost character for three it says learn more about disney lorcana artist leonardo and this is the part Jean michelle what is it you leonardo Jean michelle that that's how i'm pronouncing it hmm is, is it a is it a hard or a soft g that's the thing gia michelle oh that might be i think it might be gia michelle and if you're listening to this Leonardo, we apologize. <laughs> but we love your art. Yes. Oh, oh, that Maui card is amazing. Yes. And it's going to be a playmat. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get that playmat, by the way. Well, I'm getting all. Honestly, when we were at Gen Con or when we were at Gamma, that was the playmat that stood out to me most. The Mickey one was the one. Oh, you got to see it, didn't you? Oh, yeah, that's right. It wasn't unrolled when. It wasn't uh, unrolled until the second day, and you were the only one there. We only got to yeah. the Mickey one, which the Mickey one stood out because, you know, it's, oh, wait, these playmats are actually really cool looking. Yeah, not just, it looked better, looked better in person than much better on the person. Uh, and I did like his answer um, about a Dreamborn character he would like to uh, draw, which would be Silver from Treasure Planet. And then he mentioned, you know, like, hey, you know, just Disney villains. And he's like, but I know he's not a villain. <laughs> so I thought it was pretty funny. But it's uh, a complex character. Yes. And it's just, you know, fun seeing, you know, that, you know, movies like, uh, you know, the traditional animated movies like Treasure Planet and Lilo and Stitch and all those uh, were his inspiration uh, for getting into drawing, basically. So like full circle. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Shall we do Jeopardy? I'm for Jeopardy. Now it's my turn to get quizzed. And uh, I've been texting you all week. Because I said I'm going to have a roster of 500 questions for you. <laughs> 500 level questions. So I hope you're ready. I am not ready, but if I get... I don't know if I, get, I don't know why hey, this is payback, but 
for some reason I have this in my mind that this is payback for last time. <laughs> if this is if I get two right, I will be happy. <laughs> okay, I think you'll get this first one. Are you ready? Yes. This is the name of Jasmine's pet. What is Raja? Raja. Ding ding ding. There you go. You're halfway there. I wasn't okay. quite sure if that was it. Cause I'm like, is that right? <laughs> For 200, these are the first words Mickey Mouse ever spoke on screen in 1929. I know this one. What is hot dog? How did you know that? That is correct. It was a question I heard someone ask a few months ago. And I remembered it. Wow. So congratulations. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, for 300. In the song Zero to Hero, it says, point him at a monster and you're talking SRO. This is what SRO stands for. This is a tough one because I've only seen Hercules all the way through once. SRO. Should make something up. I have no clue. What is uh, super rad? Uh, obviously. <laughs> so close. <laughs> so the reason why this one sticks with me, number one, I just watched Hercules. But number two, when I was a kid, I used to get the Disney magazine. And that's like the only time I got Mel. And this was one of the trivia questions in there. SRO means standing room only. <sighs> I was really close. <laughs> obviously <laughs> okay for 400 this is the name of the dog communication system in 101 dalmatians wait 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 i think i know this one what is is it the bark brigade no. <laughs> twilight twilight something beth says it's twilight something she is very close. The Twilight. Twilight Bark? Twilight Howl. Twilight no. Howl. No, it's not. Oh, man. I like Bark Brigade. Bark Brigade is better. I don't think so. That is pretty good. I think that's wrong. <laughs> She's going to go Google it right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll give that answer to Beth. Okay, for 500, this is the question I've been waiting to okay. uh, ask you. So I've been, so I was sick a couple weeks ago, and I was just watching movies. And uh, the Rescuers was one of them. So, this is the name of the organization that Bianca and Bernard belong to in the Rescuers. What is the Rescue Aid Society? Oh my gosh, you got it. I thought that was going to be such I a hard question. loved this movie when I was a kid. Loved it. This was one of my favorite movies growing up. Wow. Man, I thought I threw some hard questions at you, but you got at least three out of five. Yes. And Beth got one. Beth just Googled it, and according to the Disney wiki on fandom, it is Twilight Bark. Well, there you go. But hey, I got the 500. Sure did. I Again, it's, I was... it's, it's one of those things where if you, if you just, it's just one of those things, if it hits, like the, the one I asked you was uh, the, the love bug. Her, yeah. If you know what the number is on it, you just know. I mean, it's, it's just a thing to remember. So... Which, by the way, somebody pointed out to me 
It's one of those things you don't think about in the moment, but 57 is not a prime number because it's divisible by three. It is. See, I was just, oh yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> I was just guessing. It sounded like it sounded like it was a, eh, it's a, eh, you know, seven, seven's prime. So, <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. Um, if you liked what you heard, you can follow us on Twitter. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, you can share us, um, whatever. You can follow me on Twitter at Citizens of Lorcana. And James, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere online at Dan Regal. And you can check out Geek Shot Photo for uh, photography and social media links for myself and my wife, Beth. And also up until Comic-Con in 28 days. Uh, I will be doing a weekly live show on Tuesdays uh, for the SD Concast covering all things Comic-Con. Very nice. So I think that's about it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time.